Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the first ever episode of a uh, Slavic Bros podcast. My name is Tyler. I'm the self-proclaimed prince of Pomerania and a semi-professional cool dude. And this is my good friend Austin. You want to go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, Rate? What's up, guys? Ciao, Luli. My name is Austin. I'm Czech and Slovak American. You can see the Czech or Czechoslovak flag behind me. Hell yeah. I say Czech and Slovak because I'm both. I also have some German heritage and also actually Romanian heritage. So I like to think of myself as a Czechoslovak with Balkan vibes. Like I got Rakia right here. I'm sipping on right now. Oh, dude. So yeah, yeah we're excited to have y'all. We're going to have a podcast called Slavic Bros where we're going to discuss issues that face Central and Eastern Europe from a Slavic American perspective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for the uh, Balkan part, as, as uh, some of us would say, a uh, spicy white person. <laughs> yeah, that's me, definitely. That's right, shoot, yeah. that's that's both of us, I would say. We're both Slavs, so we're both spicy white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess going off on that, um, really, this this is here to really serve as just like introductory um, episode, kind of get y'all acclimated to us to get out why it is we're doing this, what the hell Slavs are. Because I guarantee not everybody here knows what Slavs are, truthfully. You may know maybe from like a meme standpoint, you may know maybe from – YouTube, like, or you think, oh, it's just Russians or whatnot, a bunch of, you know, Adidas tracksuit wearing people with Slav squatting and dancing with bears. But that's, uh, that's not always how it is. So, Austin, do you want to run through real quick, just kind of like, what, what the hell a Slav is? Like, kind of go maybe from what, like, what a Western Slav is, Eastern Slav, Central Slav, why it is we have that, and really what constitutes a Slav and other players in the region that may be within the same region, but they're not Slavs. Yeah, for sure, Brata. So Slavs, we Slavs are an ethno-linguistic group that has many different languages and ethnic groups. Mm-hmm. Primarily, you have the East Slavs, the West Slavs, and down in the Balkans, the South Slavs. We all are united by common Slavic languages that are different, but we're able to somewhat understand each other or a lot of us are. More or less. And, and also customs and culture. A lot of our older customs found in folklore are shared in common between the different Slavic people, such right. as folklore, creatures and beings like Grusalki. Um, we used to have the same gods and traditions like having painted Easter eggs for Easter, that kind of thing. That's shared across the board. <laughs> we do have differences, though. We um, West Slavs are primarily oriented towards the West. Historically, we are we're Catholic. We still mostly are. Whereas East Slavs are primarily Orthodox, and mm-hmm. South Slavs, with the exception of Slovenians and Croatians who are Catholic, and Bosnians who are Muslims, Turkish sellouts, <laughs> are are mostly <laughs> Orthodox. So. We have our differences, but we are united by common languages and culture. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually that's a pretty solid way of going about it. Um, like you were saying, there, there's a lot of similarities. There are some differences. You see, you see some minor differences, food. You do see some a little bit of cultural differences, but it's all fine. And and we're we're all largely more or less okay with each other. You do see a lot of animosity from, especially right now, from Western Slavs and. Most Slavs, except for maybe a couple players in the South, against good old Russia, the big sleeping bear. Uh, 
due, due, due to a uh, select current events. But um, so I do want to say, seeing that we are both Slavic Americans, I, I know I, I'm sure as hell proud, proud to be a Slavic American. We're kind of an underrepresented group, and that's that's really more or less why it is we're doing this because nobody bothers to stand up for us. We're we're here to give that voice to everybody. Even even in Europe, I I, I think that maybe they're starting to get more traction, especially Poland. Poland's a very big player, but here in the states. We don't have, you know, a giant country advocating just for us. They're, they're too busy focusing on themselves. So do you have anything you like you want to say about why it is that Slavs are like our topic that we're focusing on rather than just something else? Well, we Slavs in the U.S. and probably other Western countries are sort of like an invisible community. Yeah. You know, many think of us as like just plain white people or just – white people and we are white right but we're different than western europeans and other americans we've had yeah. different historic experiences and we have somewhat of a different mentality yeah historically yeah. there was quite a bit of discrimination against us oh yeah 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 there's um so so for a lot of those that don't know um over in europe obviously we encountered some some discrimination that's actually largely why, like, discrimination and oppression is largely why a lot of Slavs left originally and came over to the U.S. A lot of that happened in the 1800s, 1900s as well. Um, but the time here was not really that great. For a lot of people, they just flat out hated a lot of Slavs, and it, it was pretty hard. We stuck to ourselves in, in many instances. Poles especially, like, up in, like, the north and northern regions around the Great Lakes, that's largely where most Poles are gathered – I want to put it out there. I'm not from the North. I did not grow up in a very densely saturated Polish or Slavic area in general. I'm kind of like a dime a dozen around here. <laughs> but up in the North, there was a lot of discrimination. All these cultures were colliding. And in many cases, it just didn't mix very well. They were called slurs. They were called stupid. They were just held to a different standard. A lot of people were like, oh, they're different from us. In the absence of other races, we just got to hate these guys, I guess, you know, hate other ethnicities. So I'm kind of curious. You come from a completely different, like, you know, background, different state, uh, different, I guess, somewhat different region of the country than me. So do you want to go on and, and talk about your your leanings with, like, the Texas checks? Yeah, I'm a Texas check. Where are my Texas checks at? Jackson <laughs> Texas Czechs are a distinct community because we are the only large Slavic community I know of that is in the South. Right. And in fact, Texas has the largest Czech community outside of the Czech Republic. So it's kind of cool. Texas Czechs sort of came to a state that already had a very large African-American presence and a Mexican-American presence. And so they already came to an environment that had lots of racism. Mm -hmm. So you would think maybe they would not be victims too because we are white, but we still were. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's how it's done. <laughs> we, we, we still were. Um, you know, the, quite a few Czechs were called slurs like bohonk or honky. Um, they would say things like, oh, I'm not going to hire one of those oily bohonks or fuck them honkies, things like this. <laughs> Others would call us gypsies, you know, like um, 
people in my family, like my great aunts, I think maybe my grandma too, have been called gypsies in the past by some Anglo-Americans uh, yeah. because they're wearing earrings, <laughs> oddly enough. Um, so that just shows there is quite a bit, there was quite a bit of discrimination against us. In the past, many Czechs in Texas felt ashamed to be Czech because they were made fun of. They were seen as, you know, to be Czech connoted like some barefoot farmer going to a polka dance, dancing barefoot, playing yeah. accordion music and being drunk. And they didn't right. want to be seen as that, you know, like no one wants to be seen as that. Yeah, now yeah. It's, a lot better. Czechs are very respected in Texas now, but that was not the case in the past. So, so Tyler, I'm curious, what are your thoughts about Slavs in America today? Oh. I think we're just kind of invisible. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so, so that, that's actually, that's a really solid question. I think, um, I think a lot, a lot of the problems faced today, we've started to kind of get past a lot of the old days of like, oh, fuck the Polacks and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's starting to change like back in the days when everybody used to live in their burrows for safety and, you know, that, that social safety net, the protection, that, that conformity, all that kind of stuff that's starting to change. It's, I mean, like it or not, there's, there's a lot more of like the globalized aspect. People are just moving around everywhere. They're going to pursue different aspects of life to better themselves, to do this, that, and the other. It's, it's a crazy life we live in. And so I, I'd like to say that things have gotten a little bit better and that maybe they're not directly as hated but I think where it's changed, in my opinion, is that, like, it's just people don't give a shit anymore. It's like, you know, back in the old days, they used to give too much of a shit. I was like, oh, fuck those dudes. They're different. But nowadays, it's like, oh, well, you know, nobody bothers to care. You guys just exist. You're just white. And the, the thing is, it's like, I don't necessarily see that as being, like, a, a great way of going about it when you look at other races you can't always just say oh they're asian oh they're this but it's because it's, it's such a big thing there's so many differences between other people and the same can be applied for white people slobs are also very different but anyways here in the states like like i think like you said earlier they are definitely more of invisible they're kind of forgotten about i think that's partly due to a lot of kids just stopping caring and that's partly why we're here right Absolutely. And I completely agree. As I said, us slobs and the diasporas, and particularly in America, we feel like we're an invisible group. Because, mm -hmm. you know, like it's good. We don't have to deal with like the racism and anti-Slavic sentiment we experienced in the past. But today, it's like we're invisible. Like, you know, you turn on the TV, you do not see any shows about slobs, like you do it about Italians, Jersey Shore, all that. You yeah. know, even when there are shows that are about Slavic culture, like The Witcher, I don't think any of the actors on that show were Slavic. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, it would just mean so much. Yeah, like, well, like why? It, it would mean so much for us to be able to, like, look and see, like, famous Slavic people who are proud to be Slavic from one of our different backgrounds on the TV or in the music industry. Yeah, yeah. And you just don't see much of it. So... It's really sad, like, because, you know, we're not just plain white people. Our history alone makes us different. Right. I understand we are, the color of our skin may be white, but you cannot say that we are the same thing as, for example, an Anglo-American former plantation owner. <laughs> he had to deal yeah. with racism, and he didn't. Right, right. See, 
it's, it's, it's actually kind of funny you mentioned that for, for a lot of those who don't know it's kind of a random point here a lot of slavs had no really connection to anything for slavery aside from the fact that slav is really direct you know derived from slave or how we would refer to as slave i'm sure in their language they wouldn't like various languages they wouldn't necessarily say um just slave that's, that's an english pronunciation but uh, the origin of slavs as like the term kind of comes from when they were taken in as slaves by ottomans we'll get into that in future episodes probably within like the uh origins like origin story and a lot of the history of the early slavs we'll actually be covering that relatively soon um but our our focus here is definitely about our perspectives as slavic americans definitely because i think that we have a unique perspective to offer you know some may say oh well, you're just american you're out of touch well that's not so right you know we grew up with the culture I grew up with the language. I can speak a dialect of Czech that's actually pretty much dead. Yeah. Um, right. So we're we're in touch with the culture. It may be different than the culture in Europe today, but it is a variant of the culture. And that's this offers us a unique perspective. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Where we can kind of provide Europeans with knowledge they may not know and also perspectives they have not heard. Absolutely. You know, I think that's actually interesting. You brought that up, that the unique perspective, because I think adding, adding that to what it truly means to be American, that's, that's kind of part of it as a Slavic American. Yes, we are Slavs. We carried some of the traditions over with us. We keep some of those still, but we've also made our own. We've also partly, you know, like I guess assimilated into the greater American, um, I guess nation. And so, that's that's really important and people are like oh you're just american oh you're just white and it's like it's really important for us to go back and highlight these these like traditions and the origins and i think that can be applied to not just slavs but to everybody and i do want to stress that it's really amazing to go back and connect yourself with your, your home identity with your origin because if you lose that it's just gone and you can't lose that tradition is everything if you just let that go down the drain that's depressing that that, that shouldn't happen Definitely. You know, without us Slavs, there would be no beautiful folk costumes. <laughs> there wouldn't be good music. There wouldn't be pierogies. There wouldn't be kolaches. Oh, so yeah, yeah. We Slavic Americans, we got a lot to be proud of. Be proud to be Slavic. Be proud to be Czech, Polish, whatever you are. Oh, yeah. Without us, the world would suck. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Accordion music would suck. I don't care. That may be controversial. We are the undisputed masters of the accordion. <laughs> Absolutely. There, there ain't nothing like a Czech polka, let me tell you. Like, you know, those, those German polkas, they just don't know what they're doing. It just, it don't make you want to dance. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know about that. The, the Polish stuff is pretty damn good. But uh, <laughs> Polish stuff is good, too. <laughs> and where would the world be without disco polo? I mean, oh, God. <laughs> um, no, but anyways, guys, so... We really put this out here just as our introductory episode, just to get out there, just for you guys to understand why it is we're doing this, why we feel that we're underrepresented, and that we're here for a voice for all Slavs and all Slavic Americans, especially. We're, we're all in this together. We're all just trying to be out here to, to really revive a lot of the culture that's being lost as the, the years go on. And we want to foster a, a new generation of people that, that are just willing to keep that going and, and to become interested in stuff maybe you didn't even know about it before, but that's... That's something we do want to put out there. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank 
Thank you guys for tuning into our first podcast episode. If you made it this far, you're awesome. Yeah. We look forward to having y'all for future episodes. So stay tuned. And make sure you follow us on social media too. We're on Instagram, TikTok, and we're going to also make a Twitter and a Facebook. So stay tuned. <laughs> Absolutely, guys. Thanks again. And we'll, uh, we'll see you soon.